is the time. Time for our personal finance feature with Warren Ingram, the co-founder at Galileo Capital. Look, if you're a private investor, you don't have the luxury of having big, big teams that do assessments on markets. So if there's a big downturn, you tend to feel the pain all on your own. Now, Warren, but are stock markets really stacked up against private investors or you know, are there also benefits of being a private investor yourself? I think it's, uh, um, you know, it's something we all kind of face. You know, we, we feel like the little guy against, uh, against the massive Goliaths. And, yeah. you know, we see their buildings and, you know, we, we see the big uh, advertising that they do everywhere all around the world. And, and, you know, we, we kind of feel a bit, a bit hopeless, but uh, I guess there, there are advantages to, to, to being a private investor that maybe we don't always think about and maybe they're not so obvious. Um, so, so maybe just to get the the bad news out the way, I think if you if you believe you can you can beat the big institutions in in kind of day trading or or you know whether it's currencies or uh, or shares or derivatives or uh, even cryptos and and you you believe that you've got some kind of a trading edge, you've got a trading system or a trading algorithm that you've bought uh, or that you've built, and and you think that's going to help you. Uh, sadly, you, you're only going to make money every now and then, and it's only going to be because you're lucky. Uh, the, the, the big institutions, they've got enormous amounts of, of money to, to, to trade. And what happens is that they're, they're looking to make a tiny advantage. So, so we, you know, if it's me investing, you know, I, I need to get a, you know, I need to get a few percentage, uh, Points return. Now I need to kind of yeah. grow my money by five percent here or there. Whereas what they need to do is they need to grow their money by point zero zero one because they're trading a billion rand or a billion dollars, and and they're making huge amounts of money by by moving markets uh, in that way. So unfortunately, the the the, the little guy, the, you know, the, the 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 you, me, and and all the other private investors out there, we, we've got no way, no hope uh, of, of trading against it. I'm sure. People are listening, saying that's nonsense. I've made money once, but but they're not telling us about the ninety nine times they lost. So yeah, I mean, we don't these have big institutions there. have money to lose, and if you're this little guy having a private investment, you don't have money to lose. You don't, and 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 uh, and, and and equally, when you've got huge amounts of money like they do, what they can do is they can actually use that money. To move markets um, a, a little bit every now and then, so you, you know what they can actually use money to to kind of take a loss, for example, and and, and get an investment going down because they they actually want the investment to go down. They, they've, for example, they've shorted a share, so so they'll actually start with loss making trades to get the share going down, and and then they make money. So they can do things like that. And you know, there is a, a very famous hedge fund manager who's very elderly, George Soros, and and he's famous for taking on the the British Central Bank. You know, that they, they, they speak about Soros breaking the pound. Uh, he can do that because he's making massive trades with huge amounts of money going against a, a country central bank. I, I, I can't do that. My, my, my little piggy bank just, you know, wouldn't even do anything against the, any kind of central bank. So, so I understand that. I think for, for my money, uh, we, we can't, we can't move markets and we, we can't predict markets and we certainly can't trade them with any kind of consistency. So, so we've got to look in, in the ponds that, you know, we've got to go and fish in the ponds that, that these big institutions don't. And, and yeah. for me, the, the big one is time. We've got something they don't have. We have time. We can dictate when we're going to buy. We can we can dictate how long we're going to hold investments, and most importantly, we we can dictate when we want to sell. 
and they can't do that. They've got bosses that tell them they've got to make quarterly bonuses. They've got shareholders that are demanding uh, um, uh, returns every now and then. They've got these rankings because, you know, if you look at the Unitrust industry, for example, they love to brag about these awards that they win. And, you know, they're, they're a number one ranked fund over the last three months. You know, well done. You know, three months is nothing. But fund managers get fired when they're not doing well and they're not high up on the, on the rankings. But if it's you or me, we, we don't care about rankings. What we care about is growing our money over long periods of time. You know, if, if we're number one or number five or number 50 on some, some kind of, you know, arbitrary ranking, it doesn't matter to us. What we want to do is we want to grow our money. So for you and me, I, I think our advantage is we can throw away these kind of arbitrary uh, short-term uh, kind of frameworks and benchmarks that, that are dominating institutions. We can grow our money because we can set goals for ourselves and then go and make investment decisions based on that rather than uh you know some some boss telling us we better hit our numbers this this month or this <laughs> quarter or we fired would it be a mistake then um warren if if as a as a small private investor you look to these bigger companies who have short term goals in terms of the way they trade and try to mirror that um you know would it be a better decision to play the long game instead of looking at what uh, targets they have for the year I, I feel like we're always going to be on the wrong side of the story. It, it. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't gamble and I don't go to the casino. But, but it, it feels to me like, you know, the big institutions are the house at the casino, and you know, and and on the other other side of that, if we're trying to play in their trading game, we're always going to have those odds stacked against us because yeah, the house we, never we loses. The house never loses. You know, if it loses a little bit of money, as you said, they can throw away a bit of money to make a lot more money. And, and I feel that's, that's what trading and, and, and short term investing is all about. And, and I know there are people out there that, you know, are passionate about this and, and, you know, private investors and there, there are even kind of trading platforms and, and, you know, companies selling software that tell you that this is really easy. And I always, I always kind of smile to myself. And I think, you know, Mateo, if you, if you had like an algorithm or piece of software that could make you money consistently, you know, month after month, year after year, why on earth would you sell it to anybody else? You'd keep it. To yeah. Yourself. You'd want to keep it to yourself. Of course. Yeah, you make money, right? So, so it, it's, it's, it's kind of garbage as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I think we need to kind of fish in different ponds out of this short term stuff. And as a private investor, then um, obviously you do your research on the market on all the downturns that are happening and where you should keep your eggs invested. But, you know, how do you then meander the space being alone? Because like I said earlier in, in the conversation, um, the bigger companies, the managers, the fund managers have bigger teams. Um, they have a bigger budget. Uh, you're on your own. And really, uh, how do you get yourself out of being in a guessing game when it comes to uh, investing? I, I, I love your question because because you've got to take the guesswork out. So so let's start with understanding that nobody, whether it's uh, private investors or big big institutions, nobody knows how markets move over short periods of time. Actually, nobody knows what the rand's going to do tomorrow. We can make an educated guess, but but we that that's the best it's a guess. So when you're making investment decisions, and there are so many variables, you know, you think about things like weather patterns drive markets, you know, Putin drives markets sometimes, and, you know, Saudi Arabia with their decisions around oil, all of those are massive factors that, that can move markets over, over short periods of time. What, what we also know is if you buy shares, and, and, and whether you buy shares via an index or, or a unit trust or directly, uh, when you buy enough different kinds of shares and you hold them for long enough, 
guess what? They go up over long periods of time. That that's what the the the, the stock market does. So so take the guesswork out by saying, firstly, when you make an investment decision and you commit money to your your, your investments, you're not doing it for any kind of a period like one year or two years or three years or four years, you're doing it for five years and longer. Because then all of a sudden, guesswork and short, short-term short movements has has a much smaller impact on, on your, your money. What, what happens then is you're giving yourself a really good chance that your investments are going to do well. That They might not be the best. They might not be the top performing uh, you know shares or, or unit trusts or exchange-traded funds. But if you hold them long enough, uh, and the, and the bulk of your money is invested in shares. You will get capital growth over periods of five years and longer, and and that's for for me already one huge advantage that we we have got and we should take advantage of is 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 kind of time frames. I, I think the other one is we we can set our own objectives. We can write our own rules because what what we want to do when we invest is we we want to build money for a particular goal and for a particular time frame. And let's say. You know, you kind of, you're, you know, parents of young children and your kids are just born. And now you're saying, well, I, I might have to kind of pay them, pay for them to go to university. So, so that's, you know, potentially 18 years away. That, that means you've got a really long time frame to commit money now. And if you do a little bit every now and then and, and you keep building that money up, you, you've given it such a long time frame to build, to build up and grow that you're not worried about what it does over one or two or three years and what interest rates are doing. You, you've, you've set your own rules. You've set your own time frame. And, and then you invest according to those rules and that time frame. You've created the game that suits you. You, you've become the house. And, and I think that's a huge advantage that we have got yeah. because we're not dependent on everybody else then. And, and I think that's maybe my first big point is set your rules, create your game and, and don't worry too much uh, about what everyone else is doing because, you know, they've got their own rules and their own kind of time frames that are dictating what they do. Well, that's uh, Warren Ingram, co-founder of Galileo Capital, currently putting us at ease as private investors to say, look, don't look at the big guys, deal with your own small portfolio, but also play the long game. Of course, personal finance is brought to you by Standard Bank Private. Standard Bank Private, it can be. Join us after the break for more on this conversation. The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Personal finance is brought to you by Standard Bank Private. Standard Bank Private, it can be. Thank you for joining us again for this particular conversation. We're talking personal finance with Warren Ingram. And today we're talking about the markets being stacked against private investors. Warren Ingram currently telling us that, look, you can look at your own investment and be in a good space, especially as you play the long game. Put all your eggs in different baskets, but also don't look at the big guys and get jealous. You are actually in a better position. And Warren, uh, being your own boss, being your own investment advisor at times uh, can be daunting where can we invest our money in terms of getting advice outside of ourselves to to make sure that our investments are safe i think some of the other um you know really valuable tools that we've got as private investors is the the, the range of investment products that are available to us uh are, yeah. are are kind of expanding all the time and and one of my favorites will will always be uh low-cost index funds you know the the, the one thing about a low cost index fund is you can buy something that gives you um, exposure to kind of the whole value of the of the of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange or the the whole world market. You know, there, there's a, an index called the MSCI All Country World Index. Try, try and say that after a few drinks, but but the All Country World Index <laughs> gives you exposure to all the shares in 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 in, in the world. Uh, you know that make up the bulk of the the stock market value, and and you can buy that. 
you, you know, with, with a few hundred rand, uh, you know, whether you do it monthly or quarterly or just with a lump sum. And, and it costs very little to buy those. And the thing about those indexes is that they, they tend to beat eight out of the 10 professional, uh, in, professionally managed investment portfolios. So if you look at the Unitrust world, the index does b- better than, than the bulk of the, the active funds, you know, eight out of 10 times. And, and that's an advantage that you've got as a, as a private investor. The, the other option, of course, is to employ these institutions on your behalf. So you can go out there and say, you know what? I, I like the way that XYZ fund manager, uh, you know, manages money and, and I'm going to make them work for me. I'm going to allocate my money to, to their unit trust or their fund. Uh, and I'm going to do it for a long period of time. You're out of the trading game now. You're making a long term decision. Uh, and, and then you get them with all of their financial muscle and all their bright sparks that they've got working for them. You get them to start working for you. The, the trick there is, uh, stay in the long game. D- don't try and do this and say, okay, hang on, I've, I've employed an institution now and they're going to manage my money for me and, and I'm going to give them some money and in three years' time it better have doubled. The, 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 the truth is the only way it will double in three years' time is if you're incredibly lucky. There, there's no skill involved. That's just dumb luck. And, and so, so don't rely on luck when you make this decision. Keep the rules uh, stacked in your favor. Make sure that you do make those long-term decisions. And then I think maybe the other one is just be careful of kind of falling foul of the whole herd mentality. You know, I think stock yeah. markets, whether it's private investors or, or big institutions, that they do they do really kind of get emotional about them uh, about investing. So so you kind of see these periods where stock markets fall out of bed and everyone kind of you know they're screaming headlines, you know, blood on the streets. You know, is this ever going to recover? Uh, and, and, and if that's the case and you've got some money and you, you, you're listening to headlines like that or reading headlines like that, guess what? Start buying because what's just happened is everyone's reacted super emotionally uh, and they're, they're acting like they've only got one year to make investment decisions to make all the money and you've got it's the know, end five, of the world. 18 years. Stay in and, and, and make money, you know, and, um, and, and the truth is that, that often the market will give you these opportunities where you can buy when everyone else is panicking. And my, my, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett is, you know, be greedy when others are fearful and, and equally be fearful when everyone else is greedy. So if we're sitting here and the headlines are about, you know, stock markets are, are breaching all time highs and economies are pumping and, you know, everything is amazing all the time. Probably a bit of a signal for you that that, uh, that the next crash is on its way, and maybe it's time to make some take some profits and you know scale down your your long term views a little bit and and you know be be safe with some of your money. So so I think it's about being not not counter the trends necessarily, but don't don't get stuck in the hype. You know the hype is really lethal to your investment decisions. But then, uh, Warren, um, even as private investors, we're different. I mean, some will be happy to sit on their hands and make the money gradually, uh, while others are still, you know, they, they love risk and, you know, they can still split between the long game and risk. Is there space for that for private investors to say, look, uh, between these next six to 12 months, I can take a risk uh, with a quarter maybe of my portfolio? Um, I, I, I think that, that you're, you're kind of tiptoeing into the, uh, in, into the realm of luck again. You know, I think if, Dangerous you're, territory. if you're in that, <laughs> yeah, you're into the one day to 18 month time frame. Uh, you're, you're in the casino of markets now. You're not, you're not in the, you're not in the long term strategic decision making. You're now relying on luck. And one thing about markets is when you commit money to, to markets, it costs you to buy, it costs you to sell. So, so you're going to be paying 
brokerage fees and transaction costs to somebody. Whereas I believe, as I said, I'm, I'm, I don't go to the casinos, but I believe if you go and bet in the casinos, you might even get a free drink. So, so if you're going to rely on luck, maybe go to the casino. But, but, but to me, I, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be betting my money anywhere, you know, whether it's in markets or casinos. And, and, and so if I've got a time frame of, Kind of, you know, one day to 18 months, I'm, I'm putting that money in cash and I'm earning the best interest rate I can, but, but I'm certainly not investing it hoping to get, to get a massive return. I, I think it's much more likely I make a massive loss. As a private investor, then how important is it to uh, have your, your, your portfolio be under certain rules? So when you start investing, you don't just do it off the cuff. You have your own rules to say, look, mine is a long term view on what I want to create in terms of wealth with this investment. And this is what I'm guaranteeing myself I'll keep to. Um, and how do you actually get an accountability partner? Because you're a private uh, investor. You know, bigger companies have people that look at reports and all sorts of financials. But as a, a person doing this alone, how do you account for some of the decisions you've made? I think it's it's such a brilliant point, and uh, I, I, I think maybe two or three answers. So, so the one is uh, you, you can always start a, a kind of an investment club w- with with a few people that have have interests the same as yours, where where you know a few of you are kind of interested in, in investing. I'm not saying you need to put all your money together. That that's a whole another ball game with a whole different set of rules. Yeah. But you can sit down once a month and say. I've been looking at this, uh, you know, I've been doing some research on wh- whatever the deal is. I'm, I'm thinking of making this decision. Uh, what do you think? And, and, and test that idea with two or three or, you know, however many people that you trust. And, and collectively, you can kind of, you know, I, I, I love Stockfiles. I think Stockfiles is kind of our, our, our um, power, like unique advantage in South Africa. But, but I'm not always sure we need to commit our money together. What we need to do is commit our, our research and our, and our, and our intellectual property together. And, you know, one plus one gets us to three if we do that. And, and I think that's what we, what you could do. So, so that's one really good option. And, and, you know, it's, it's free. The, the other option is go and pay an advisor to kind of give you a view, you know, pay someone for an hour of their time and, and get them, get them to have a look at what you're thinking about and what your strategy is and get them to either, you know, give you a critique and tell you the weak points and the strong points of your, of your decision and, and then walk away if, if that's what you want. And, uh, you know, the alternate, w- w- which I mentioned a bit earlier is just allocate the money to, you know, to, to a unit trust if you, if you don't trust yourself to make these decisions consistently. Uh, I think those would probably be my three strategies. And when you are a private investor starting out, what are some of the beginners pro- products that you can look at, and even some of the uh, indexes that you can uh, indices rather you can uh, invest in as a beginner? Well, that that that, that really uh, horrendously long uh, name is, is probably just to remind uh, you know people it, the, the MSCI All Country World Index is easily, uh, you know, kind of a, a preferred index for me when when I'm starting out. So I would take you know, half the money that I want to allocate to shares and I'd buy that. And, and the other half I, I would allocate to the, uh, the JSE top 40 or top 50 index. There are actually two of them. Uh, and, and there are lots of exchange traded funds that, 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 that will give you, um, you know, an allocation to, to those indices. And, and so take up, take the other half of your money and, and put it into those. That's, that's one really good, uh, avenue, very low cost. I guess, you know, the, the, the other option is a, a general equity unit trust. Just make sure it's low cost. You know, it's got a consistent in, in investment philosophy. Uh, I, I'm not sure that if I'm a beginner investor that I'm going to go out and buy a selection of shares. I, I think that's yeah. probably a little bit risky, but, but those two options are, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with, 
buying a general equity unit trust and an index. You know, you can combine the two. So, so that's probably my, my, my suggestion when someone's starting out. And Warren, then we have a question from one of our listeners uh, saying, what's the best investment or saving strategy that I can consider for my daughter who's five years old? So I don't know what the target is in terms of the saving, but the the daughter's still very young at five years old. What are some of the strategies they can apply here? Please, please, please open up a tax-free savings account for your daughter. I think it's, you know, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the, the only free ride we get from SARS is this tax-free savings account. And, and just to explain it very quickly, uh, I know it's called an account and, and it's a really silly name because actually you can buy an exchange-traded fund uh, or, or, or a, a unit trust or, I mean, if you if you really must, and I, would, I don't suggest it, you can put money into, into a, a fixed deposit or, or a bank account that's, that's wrapped in this tax free savings but but i think for a five-year-old daughter your your time frame that you you know i'm hoping is you're you're setting aside that money potentially because you know she might need to pay for university one day or maybe you'll be able to cover a university and you want her to have enough money to put down a massive deposit on a house uh then your time frame is you know five ten fifteen years away and and so you know a, a, a combination of a world index and and a top you know top 40 top 50 index Inside a tax-free savings account uh, would be an incredible gift to, to to give your daughter. And and bearing in mind, you know, you can allocate up to thirty-six thousand rand uh, a, a year into a tax-free savings account for your daughter. It's quite a lot of money you can put aside for her. Uh, and you know, by, by the time she's twenty, she's probably going to be sitting on, you know, uh, five hundred to to five hundred thousand to a million rand if you do that. And, and that's an incredible gift. So so I, I would start early tax-free savings. And just keep going. You know, if you can't do the three thousand or a month or thirty-six thousand a year, just do what you can and tell friends and family to give a you know a presence into her tax free as a as a fantastic gift that will will kind of reward her for many years to come. Some great advice there from Warren Ingram, co-founder of Galileo Capital, giving us our personal finance feature today.